Happy Saturday and welcome to the Eploribus cast. Today is April the 4th, 2020, and we are broadcasting from the Commonwealth of Virginia, sheltered in like now over 90% of the country under shelter in order. Some eight states have not yet joined in with the other 42, but uh, I am pretty sure given the numbers and the horrible, horrible week that we've had in the United States with Now over 275,000 cases of infection of COVID and tragically over 7,100 deaths. Um, We are in for most of probably April into May at the very earliest as we pray for the nation and indeed the world. I wanted to come on this morning Saturday thought Saturday motivation is the time where we recap the week that's passed and lend perspective to where we find ourselves at this moment. And of course, we are in the throes of a global pandemic that has struck America particularly hard. We now have the most cases of any nation in the entire world. That includes China and Italy and other places that have been dealing with this now a lot longer than we have. March was a deadly month for us here in the United States. And I can tell you uh, from firsthand experience that this disease, this infection has touched my family, my friends, my loved ones, uh, sorority sisters, you name it, as I suspect it has for you. I have uh, one friend, thank God, who was in the intensive care unit in Louisiana uh, for about a week with the COVID uh, virus, and uh, she and her Uh, Husband both got to go home this week, thankfully, um, and are still on rest and still uh, in quarantine, but are expected to make a full recovery. And we're grateful for that. We were very worried, very, very worried um, as breathing is an issue with this disease and temperatures and aches and pains and just horrible symptoms that you wouldn't ever want to go through. Um, this uh, virus struck the CNN family, uh, Chris Como, Brooke Baldwin, uh, two uh, lead anchors, uh, both find themselves uh, with the COVID virus right now. And uh, I can continue on and talk about the friends of friends, the, the family of friends, some who've left us. Um, uh, NBC Shamari Stone lost his grandmother in Michigan to the virus. And I've got another a really close friend here in Virginia who was diagnosed on Friday with the virus. So she's quarantined with her husband and sons. This is real. This is as real as it gets. And I wanted to just get on today and and give you some thoughts on how to cope with the coronavirus when it touches your family or your friends and how you can try to be a light in the middle of this. I'm going to keep on this theme of being one of the helpers because it's what we all need to be focused on right now because we feel helpless, right? We're we're sheltered in. We can't go visit people when they're sick. We can't take flowers. We can't touch them. Uh, we can't tell them that it's going to be all right. Um, technology has become our only saving grace. Imagine if something like this had happened. I was thinking about that this morning when I was a girl in the 70s or even in the 80s when I was in high school and into college and even into the early 90s when we just didn't have video chats. We didn't have iPhones. We didn't have Samsungs. We didn't have technology. We didn't have laptops and iPads and Zoom and and uh, Skype and, and all the different devices that we have to keep us connected. So thank God for technology. But I also think, again, that this 
terrible virus is reminding us of our humanity and how we need to connect with our loved ones more, how we need to show grace, mercy, love, uh, kindness, goodness, community. And uh, yesterday, uh, my mom and I, when I took her uh, to the doctor, because she's still home uh, with vertigo that she's had since November. And I'm grateful, not because she has vertigo and because that has been difficult for her, but because she's a nurse and she would be right in the thick of this. And I would be uh, beside myself uh, worried as I'm worried about all of our first responders, nurses and doctors, firefighters, policemen, janitors, the people that are serving in our grocery stores and in the Walmarts and the Targets and the Costcos. Uh, Keep all of those people in your thoughts and prayers. And to the nurses and doctors listening, we love you so much. We're so grateful. I know that many of you are being asked to do the unthinkable with not enough PPE. The politicians in Washington continue to fight over whose job it is to to give you what from the stockpile. That's outrageous. Uh, I hope that when this is all over, we all take a long, hard look at our government and our leaders from the presidency all the way down to governors, and state officials, and those who did not respond well in this crisis, those who called it a hoax, those who thought it was a joke, uh, media outlets that that mocked this and made fun of this, put people's lives at risk. And I pray that no one will be foolish enough to do something like that at this moment again, while we are at 7,100 deaths as of one o'clock on Saturday, April 4th. And just to put it in context, on March 4th, I think we had something like maybe 15 deaths here in the United States. Maybe it was 20 tops. Um, Just think about where we are in a month. Uh, The nation's unemployment figures staggering. 10 million people unemployed in two weeks. To contextualize that for you, during the Great Depression, 13 million people lost their jobs. 13 million over three years. We have 10 million out of work in two weeks. Food banks are overwhelmed. As I mentioned, mom and I went to the food bank uh, and made a donation. We went, we shopped. We got a list from our church, Community Church of Ashburn. It's in partnership with Loudoun um, Hunger Relief. And uh, we took about eight bags of groceries, went over, helped out a little bit. They were uh, delivering a lot of produce and vegetables. So Loudoun County, Virginia, if you are in need um, and you're hungry and you don't have food right now, please uh, reach out. Uh, to Messiah's Market through Community Church or Loudoun Hunger in Loudoun County, Virginia, if you're a local resident, and um, they'll take care of you. So folks, I'm going to ask all of you to do some things. How do we cope with this coronavirus? Well, we cope by being helpers. We cope by being uh, encouragers. We, 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 we cope by being lifters and builders, and we host prayer calls. We had a prayer call this morning with over... Uh, 800-some women from around 10 countries and otherwise. And forgive me for the noise that you hear in the background. It's my chime doorbell. And as my neighbor goes about, as he does every Saturday, I think I've complained about this before, making noise and doing yard work, it sets my, my videos off. So it's all good, though. It's good to be outside. It's good to get fresh air. I'm not mad at him. Um, you know, it's yard work Saturday. It's garage cleanup Saturday. We're all cleaning our closets out. We're all packing things up. And so that's a good thing. Uh, but folks, I just wanted to stop by on this Saturday thoughts on our Saturday motivation podcast and just encourage you to keep your faith. Do not lose sight of your faith during this very difficult time. If your loved ones have been touched by this, if you've lost someone, my heart goes out to you. And I don't know how you feel. I have no idea how you feel. I can only 
say that when one of my best friends, as I mentioned, was in a very difficult situation with this virus and then another uh, was uh, just diagnosed, I know it made my stomach sink. I know I felt fear and um, I can't imagine, but we love you. We're thinking of you. Uh, We are America. We will get through this. We will make it. uh, Thank you to the state of Oregon that just donated ventilators to New York. Thank you to China and other countries that have been bringing plane loads of goods. Thank you to the New England Patriots and Bob Kraft for what you did, picking up a million masks for Massachusetts and for New York and some of the surrounding states uh, to make sure that people have what they need. And uh, just thank you for Americans that are stepping up in little ways and big ways. You can help too. You can send a text to elderly neighbors, ask if they need something, go pick it up at the store. You can offer to do a little yard work. It's good for you to get out and have exercise. Maybe take that elderly neighbor out with social distancing and and let them take a walk to the park, keeping your distance, but making sure that they're safe and stable. Um, Small things we can do, bake a cake, take it over, leave it on somebody's door in a bag and just bless them. Uh, If you know a family that's struggling, if you're able to financially help out, do what you can. Uh, All of us has a part to play and we can do it. We can be one of the helpers. So uh, please stay safe. Stay in. There is no need other than uh, if you have to go to the grocery store or if you have to take uh, a loved one like I do have to take mom out for her physical therapy every week. And um, again, and I'm not happy about that. I I don't think that I know that that's necessarily responsible right now, but the hospital's got pretty strict procedures. When you go in, you have to have a mask. They take your temperature. They do all that. So um, there's no reason for you to be out. Uh, Stay safe. Stay in. um, Get closer to your family. Get closer to your friends. Read those books. Write the great novel you've always wanted to write. Build the shelves, build the closet, uh, sew uh, what you wanted to sew, make the quilt, whatever it is that you've been putting off forever, now you have time. And now you have time to reflect and to uh, think and to uh, process how you're going to come out of this storm. Because I tell you, life is never going to be the same for any of us once this is over. And none of us knows when it's going to be over. Talking to dear friends of ours that we've known for 40 years And uh, their daughter is getting married in June. And it's probably not going to happen now. And uh, I have a niece who's to graduate high school in June. We're not sure what that looks like. College uh, kids graduating, ready to go and start their lives. Now their graduations are put off. This has changed everything uh, about everything. And so it requires us to do better, to be kinder, to be... Uh, more responsible, particularly on social media. I got myself into some trouble this week. Those of you who follow me know I popped off on something um, following up on a friend's tweet and I chimed in and often we don't think about what we're saying and that words do have meaning. And I used a phrase uh, that when I was growing up was commonplace. Uh, It's on movies. It's on Back to the Future and and a number of movies, uh, the R word as we call it. And uh, You know, when I was growing up, it meant stupid, foolish, ridiculous, dummy, um, you know, and it has different meanings now that are associated with people who are disabled or mentally disabled or uh, have uh, disabilities. And uh, we need to be mindful that sometimes the way we mean something, it doesn't always come out that way and it doesn't always have that same meaning. So I had to apologize 
Uh, it was a firestorm. People coming onto my Facebook and saying very vile, ugly things. My Instagram, my Twitter. We had to shut my accounts down. Um, the law enforcement authorities were notified. My security was notified. Uh, people, I got to tell you something. If you don't like something someone says, tell them that and then be done. For you then to drag somebody to try to get people fired, canceled, I want you to die, I want you to get the virus, I'm going to come and um, do something to your 90-year-old grandmother. Somebody actually posted that on my Instagram. We have screenshots of all this, and I'm going to be writing about this, but that's disgusting. And that's not where we need to be at this moment. We need to show each other grace and mercy and forgiveness. I made a mistake, I'm human, but anybody that follows me and knows my heart and followed my life and the way I live my life knows that I would never intentionally insult anybody. I would never intentionally uh, try to deride or denigrate or hurt people with disabilities. That's just not who I am. It's not my DNA. Um, Yes, I don't like the way that the things are being handled with this virus. I don't think many of us do. I think that our leaders have been irresponsible. I don't like the carping and the fighting and the disrespecting and the name calling and the things that come from the highest levels of our government. It's not what you need to be doing right now. And it's easy as I got caught up to get caught up and to do what you are against and to become what you don't like. So you have to watch that. And I have to watch that. So Uh, I apologized. I apologized five, six times. Um, Not going to apologize anymore. God requires me to do it one time. Uh, If people want to come on my Twitter feed and say vile things and and do whatever, I'm just going to tell them God bless them and I'm going to keep it moving. So um, remember, be one of the helpers. Be one of the good people. Be one of the people that's kind and uh, that does good in this life. I, I love you guys. I want you to be okay. I'm praying for you as you're praying for me. I'm praying for our brothers and sisters around the world. I'm praying for our nurses, our doctors, our first responders, our leaders, uh, everybody down to the people that are serving food and delivering and and trying to do what is right and righteous in this world. I pray for them. And uh, I want this to end. We all do. And my heart hurts for the 7,100 Americans who we've lost. We'll lose many, many more. Uh, For those that are sick and infected, and we probably don't even have a clue how bad that number really is because we're not up to testing in the way we should be. And so I just pray that we get it together. And I'm praying for Italy and I'm praying for Spain, which has been particularly hard hit for the UK. The Queen of England is going to address the world uh, tomorrow evening. I plan to watch and I'm a big fan of Elizabeth II. Um, And she's been around since World War II for context, right? So she's seen hard times. She's seen death. She's seen destruction. Uh, So tune in if you can. But thank you for listening. Uh, We're going to have a good guest next week um, that I'm looking forward to, a pastor, a man of faith. Uh, My pastor uh, will be joining us and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things and um, I'm looking forward to him giving a good word. We'll, of course, promote that as we come into Easter week next week. And uh, we won't be able to go to church. We won't be able to worship as we all do on Easter Sunday. So um, it's it's going to be extra important that you keep your faith uh, strong. You read the Bible. You're praying. You have prayer groups, prayer calls. We have prayer calls every Tuesday and Thursday. Follow my social media for the postings and for the dial-in information. We had a great call this Saturday morning. Again, over 800 women on that call from all over the world. So thank you. Uh, Thank you to Trish Smith, um, dear friend, executive at Edelman, uh, and who is also a licensed minister at uh, Ebenezer AME in Maryland. So thank you, Trish. Uh, I love you guys.
Stay strong. Keep the faith until the last amen. God bless you.